0: hey 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 welcome everybody to today's podcast it is wednesday june the 14th 2023 and hey we get to start a new book today the book of romans chapter one uh one of my favorite books in the new testament different than all the other books really uh but just because of its uh logical linear flow it is the uh most comprehensive christian uh work of theology in the Bible. I mean, it's just uh it's uh very thorough and comprehensive in terms of uh the basic tenets of Christianity of why Jesus came, what he did, why it's important. What about the what about the Jewish people? What about the people who never heard about God? What about the people in Africa who never hear about Jesus? What about them? Are, are they saved? Is God going to save everyone? Um what about things that are like gray areas how do we deal with those is everything a sin is there some things that are like up to the person um up to your conscience all those things are really dealt with um and of course big themes of grace and uh, salvation and justification and all the big uh churchy words are found in the book of romans atonement and uh sanctification all those beautiful amazing words so anyway we're going to be diving in i got some good news guys so here's the deal um i hope it's good news for you so i will be out next week um but here's what's going to happen it's actually going to be uh better uh in some ways because we've read through the book of romans together about two years ago back in 2021 and so what I've done so that we can continue on pace because it would be too much to put it on pause and try to catch up all together when I get back. So what I've done is each day that um, previous podcast that is that are, that are covering the chapters for that day, or going to be released. So you can stay on track. And so uh, for example, on Friday, this Friday, I'm going to go ahead and release Romans chapter three. And it's going to be the recording from 2021. But the Bible, I mean, you know, the Bible's the same. <laughs> and um, and so yeah, so Friday will be uh Romans chapter three. And then uh next week, next Monday through Friday will be uh four, five, six, seven, and eight each day. So uh yeah, so just just keep ref- just keep checking your uh podcast feed every day, and you'll have that a new one every day so you can stay with the reading for for that day i think that's gonna be pretty cool i'm glad i'm glad we can continue doing it that way so we can spend the whole book together all right let's dive into romans chapter one today you know what we do we read we pray we change the world let's go uh, remember the book of romans is written to a church that paul had never gone to he wanted to go to he did not plant the church um he wrote this to them uh to build connection uh to uh perhaps uh Show them what he believed about uh, salvation, and to instruct them along the way. So um, let's see. Let's check it out. Paul, a servant of Christ Jesus, called to be a, an apostle. I love. I love even that. It's like, first of all, I'm a servant of Christ Jesus. That's separate from my calling. <laughs> like I'm a servant, regardless of what he's called me to do. Uh, some of us need to remember that today. No matter what your vocation is, like what you do to get money or what you do for most of your time, you are first and foremost a servant of Christ Jesus if you are a Christian. So Paul says, I'm a servant of Christ Jesus. I'm called to be an apostle set apart for the gospel of God, the gospel he promised beforehand through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures. So he's, he's showing that this is not in, this is. Con- a continuation, a fulfillment, uh in continuity with the Old Testament scriptures. His uh so the gospel he promised beforehand through his prophets in the holy scriptures r- regarding his son, who as to his earthly life was a descendant of David, and who through the spirit of holiness was appointed the son of God in power by his resurrection from the dead. So uh his human nature, a descendant of David, but through the Holy Spirit, is the Son of God. Through him, through who? Jesus. Through Jesus, we received grace and apostleship to call all the Gentiles to the obedience that comes from faith for his namesake. And you also are among those Gentiles who are called to belong to Christ, to Jesus Christ. All right, so you're they're are called to to belong. That's a word we don't you know we sh- we should consider more often. You are you are the, among those who are called to belong to Jesus Christ. You belong to Him. We belong to each other in the family of God. To all in Rome who are loved by God and called to be his holy people, grace and peace to you from God our Father and from, our, from the Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord. Jesus, the Messiah. Verse 8. First, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for all of you, because your faith is being reported all over the world. God, whom I serve in my spirit in preaching the gospel of his son, is my witness how constantly I remember you in my prayers at all times. And I pray that now, at last, by God's will, the way may be opened for me to come to you. So we see that Paul's not been there yet, but he's, he's longing to visit Rome. I long to see you so that I may impart to you some spiritual gift to make you strong. That is, that you and I may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith. So. Pray that I can see you and impart some spiritual encouragement, impart some spiritual giftedness into you. And by our interaction, we'll be will be mutually uplifted. That's how the body of work we we works. We mutually edify one another when we're together. It's interesting that the, the statistics are coming out now, and it's not surprising that, you know, people have had the experience of online worship now. You know, it's nothing new, it's nothing like it's nothing like um, it's lost its novelty, right? We've we all we've all experienced online worship, and uh, not surprisingly, people prefer in person worship than online. <laughs> of course, they do. Even though it's convenient, there's something different about being together. It's not the same when you're away. I do not want you to be unaware, brothers and sisters, that I planned many times to come to you, but have been prevented from doing so until now. In order that I might have a harvest among you, just as I have had among the other Gentiles, I am obligated both to Greeks and non-Greeks, both to the wise and to the foolish. That is why I am so eager to preach the gospel also to you, who are in Rome. So, kind of just first part there, just kind of laying out his intention, kind of greetings, uh, kind of who he is and who they are, and what relationship they have together, and what his ultimate intention and desire is. Verse 16, my favorite verse in the Bible, this is my theme verse for my life. adopted it when I was very young uh, in the faith. Romans 1.16, here it is. For I am not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes, first to the Jew and then to the Gentile. Yes, I am not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God. There's temptations to be ashamed of the gospel, but guys, that's the enemy's plan because the gospel itself is the power of God for salvation. And so the enemy wants you to be ashamed of the gospel because he is very aware of the power of the gospel, the power of the Jesus story, the power of his death, resurrection, and the atonement that comes through his name. There is power in the gospel, and it's power for everyone, for everyone who believes, Jew first and also the Gentile. For in the gospel, in the good news of Jesus, the righteousness of god is revealed that's powerful man you could spend all day unpacking that in the gospel the righteousness of god is revealed the real revealed the rightness of god what his what his uh justice what his holiness requires what his love requires uh what his um what salvation requires the righteousness of god is revealed we see the complexity and the beauty of the righteousness of god through the gospel through what god did in jesus a righteousness that is by faith from first to last just as it is written the righteous will live by faith it's all about faith man the righteousness of God is about accepting. It's about trusting that what God has done in Christ is, su- is sufficient for salvation. From first to last, it's all faith, man. It's not about works. It's not about any, it's about faith. It's about faith in the gospel of what Jesus has done. All right, y'all. Hold on. We're going to verse 18. Here we go. The wrath of God is being revealed from heaven against all the godlessness and wickedness of people who suppress the truth by their wickedness. Okay, so the wrath of God is currently, Paul wrote this 2,000 years ago, and he's saying the wrath of God is being revealed right now. The wrath of God is not something still yet to come. It is currently being revealed from heaven. How? Against all godliness and wickedness of people who suppress the truth by their wickedness. Since what? May be known about God as plain to them because God has made it plain to them. For since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power, his divine nature, have been clearly seen, being understood from what has been made so that people are without excuse. What's he? He's appealing here to natural revelation, or some may call it general revelation. That is, there are certain things in the created, in creation, that declare the glory of God, that just you just look at the stars at night. You look at the a, a sunset. You look at the the birth of a, a baby. You look at um, just some of the miraculous things, some of the in, the awe inspiring things that happen. Uh, the 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 intra the intricacies of the human body or um, one of my favorites. The fact that a, a brown cow can eat green grass and have white milk. I mean, that's 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 a miracle, man. Like, how does that happen? Uh, but at the very least, you get a cert- certain amount of uh, revelation that, wow, there's something bigger, there's something more here. Now, you may not know all the intricacies of what is required for salvation, but you understand that, that there's something more, that God is bigger. His divine power, his, his nature can be seen. So people, Paul says, are without excuse. Here you go, verse 21. For although they knew God, they neither glorified him as God, nor gave thanks to him, but their thinking became futile, and their foolish hearts were darkened. And that's how it goes, guys. They, Paul is showing us why the world is in dire need of Jesus. Because God has provided his nature, he's given us hints of his divinity throughout creation, but we we, as a human race, we reject God, we think we're it, we're, we don't need salvation, we're good enough, uh, we don't we don't need god and so we don't know god and we don't glorify god therefore what happens is our thinking becomes futile and our hearts become darkened and i mean that's that's the state of that's the state of the, that's the human condition although verse 22 although they claimed to be wise yep we all claim to be wise but you just look around there's so much foolishness although they claimed to be wise they became fools and exchange the glory of the immortal God for images made to look like mortal human beings, and birds, and animals, and reptiles. So, so in in pagan the pagan world, yeah, they're starting to worship idols. But we worship our own idols now. We trade it in for the for the flashy, for the for the the um, the material, the temporal, rather than uh, worshiping and giving glory to the immortal God. Therefore, here's the wrath of God. Therefore, God gave them over. That is the wrath of God. The wrath of God is that P- God gives people what they want, instead of intersecting their desires and making them have what's good for them. You think about a child who wants, you know, wants ice cream, but a good parent, but a parent says, "No, I know you want ice cream, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you uh, some vegetables. That's healthy for you." but they persist and they throw a tantrum and they keep, you know, just throwing a fit. And so here God says, the word of God says, therefore God gave them over in their sinful desires. So God's wrath is being revealed, being poured out on humanity by giving people what they want, by turning them over to what they desire. And the end of those desires is self-destruction. And hopefully before complete and utter self-destruction, there's an awareness that they they've missed something <laughs> so even in wrath there's there's grace that the the purpose of wrath is not because god is angry or just you know unbridled anger it's like in that wrath hopefully they'll be there they'll come a waking up point where it's like you know my life isn't working i'm i'm getting what how many people man who or have been successful who didn't know anything about God, but they thought if they got enough money, or they got enough esteem, or they got enough this, or they got the right relationship, they would be fulfilled. How many of them have testified that you know I, I got what I wanted, and it wasn't it. And so that's grace, man. That's what the grace of God is trying. That's what the wrath of God is. give them what they want. And it's going to be painful. And it's going to be hurtful. It's going to be. A path of self destruction, but hopefully before its complete destruction, there's a moment, an aha moment of turning. Therefore, God gave them them over to the sinful desires of their hearts to sexual impurity for the degrading of their bodies with one another. They exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worshiped and served created things rather than the Creator. Man, who is forever praised? Amen. Because of this, they want cre- to worship created things. God gave them over to shameful lusts. Here it is, guys. I mean, this is, you know, if you want to know what the biblical stance of homosexuality is, it's going to be very clear in these next few verses. Um, and so, here it is. Even their women exchanged natural sexual relations for unnatural ones. In the same way, the men, who, the men also abandoned natural relations with women and were inflamed with lust for one another men committed shameful acts with other men and received in themselves the due penalty for their error it's pretty clear guys <laughs> i mean there's really no ambiguity there and and here homosexuality is just being given as an example of the of of that wrath of god being giving people what they want It's not the only example it's not the only way people uh turn from god it's not the only sin but it's it's giving here it's lifted here as an example a very vivid and and obvious example of it and sometimes we think that in the first century they didn't have the same stuff well we we've progressed more now we've got they've got no man they had way more stuff going on in the first century than we have now yes it was all there it wasn't popular when paul said it then Sometimes we get this idea that, you know, well, that's just the way they thought back then. But, you know, that was pretty well the, that no, what Paul is saying to the Roman culture is countercultural. Because um, sexual promiscuity, uh, sexu- sexual, sexual, uh, same, same sex couples and co- older, co- older men with younger boys, uh, all kinds of uh, temple prostitution, all kinds of stuff was going on. Everyone knew it. Everyone knew about it. Everyone knew someone who was in that lifestyle. And here, sometimes we hear this stuff about, like, be careful who you hate because it could be someone you love. Well, first of all, it's not about hate. That Take that off. The, if you're hating anyone, you're doing it wrong, so you shouldn't be hating. But that premise is false. Just because someone I love is in doing something doesn't make it, therefore, right. Why would it? Whether now does that make it more painful? Am I more invested in it? Is it going to hurt and sting a little more? Oh, of course, because it's someone who I love. But just because it's someone I love, that doesn't change the reality of whether it's right or wrong. How many? I mean, hope you're not offended by this analogy, but you know, some of us may have a child who who uh, has. Uh, a son or a daughter or a dad or mom who, you know, has an anger problem. And they lash out at their significant other. Maybe they're even abusive. Be careful who you hate because it could be someone you love. Now, the fact that I love my my mom, my dad, my cousin, my my brother or whoever who has this anger problem just because I love them, does that make his anger okay? The expression of his anger—does that make his expression of his anger? Be careful who you hate, because it's, you know it could be someone you love. No, it's immaterial. First of all, I don't—I don't hate him. <laughs> I don't hate him, but what he's doing is not—is not appropriate. And I get it, man. Homosexuality and that whole conversation—the LBTQA a plus—I'm sorry, I'm not trying to meet facetious. I literally forget the letter sometimes. Um. That's a big conversation guys. There's a lot going on there and not each of those they, all those things are grouped together, but they are so different. There's so many different nuances to each of those different letters. Those are and, and people are more than letters. There's a story. and there's human sinfulness that affects all of us. So none of us are better than anyone else just because we don't have that sin. Or we don't struggle with that sin. None of us are any better. We've all, Paul will make the case, we've all, all been inflicted. We've been all, we've all caught this disease called sin. The way it presents is different in different people. But the sin in me is going to present itself. It just presents itself different than the person who struggles with same-sex attraction. But it's the same sin in us. Just like if you got a, a, a virus, right? Some people throw up because of the virus. Some people, no, I just got a rash. No, I just ran fever for three days. Same virus, but presented a little bit different in different people. Verse 28. Furthermore, just as they did not think it worthwhile to retain the knowledge of God, so God gave them over to a depraved mind so that they do what ought not be done. It's so clear, man they have become filled with every kind of wickedness evil greed and depravity depravity this is the this is the this is the um the the um the the way sinfulness devolves right they turned over to what they wanted they and they uh, exchanged the glory of god for the for created things for what they wanted uh, it it evolved into shameful lust shameful actions um it began to de- deprive, make the mind depraved, became filled with every kind of wickedness, evil, greed, depravity. They're full of envy, envy, murder, strife, deceit, and malice. They are gossip, slanderers, haters, or God haters, insolent. This is, this is, you know, these are all the way this goes, man. Human sinfulness becomes full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, malice. They are gossip, slanderers, God haters, insolent, arrogant, and boastful they invent ways of doing evil they disobey their parents they have no understanding of they have no understanding no fidelity no love no mercy although they know god's righteous decree that those who do such things deserve death they not only continue to do those very things but also approve of those who practice them wow so they know better they know and man there's the world's filled with this even in the christian community they know better but they not only continue to do these things themselves they approve of those who practice them they approve they 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 aff- sorry they affirm those things hmm. wow a lot to think about there guys paul is building a case and i hate to leave us there because that's pretty uh, but that's a good place sometimes you got to just got to sit in that a minute you know and think about it but um paul's building a case and he's showing us uh, how the world is in dire need of Jesus. So it's great for us to be thinking about. Hey, let's pray, guys. Lord, thank you so much for your holy word. Thank you that we are all in need, that we recognize that we are all in need of your saving grace, that there's not one of us righteous, no, no not one. And even though my sin may be different than someone else's, it does, certainly doesn't make me any better. And so, God, if we confess that we need you, that we're no better than anyone else, that every human being has fallen in short of the glory of God. At the same time, Lord, help us stand true to your word. Let us not be caught up in the cultural lies uh, that, caught, that try to rewrite your word and uh, say something that isn't true. Uh, Lord, we pray that our minds would not be depraved, but would be filled with the spirit that would be renewed by the power of God. Lord, I thank you for my friends today. I pray that you'd bless them and encourage them and strengthen them, stir in their hearts, even as they ponder these very important lessons. We love you and give you thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you, my friend. I hope you have a fantastic day. Again, we'll be back at it tomorrow with Romans chapter 2 and also Romans 3. Pre-recorded on uh, Romans 3, but it will be there. So, yeah. So, we'll see you tomorrow, Romans chapter 2, as we dive in. Thank you for liking, subscribing, sharing this. Really appreciate that. That's how the word gets out. So, thanks for doing that. Have a fantastic day. We'll see you next time.